Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre, and we're going to be breaking down the Challenge Double Agents, Episode 17. I am joined by my lovely co-hosts. we got the Canadian Nikki Sin. Hello. And the Virginian Luke Muncy. What's up, guys? This episode of the Challenge was far better than last week's episode, but that's not saying much considering the low bar they had to pass. Uh, I think one of the big differences this week is that we can see the final in sight, and you know, it's almost like when you're running home and you, you, you could see it and you're just going to sprint as fast as you can because, you know, it's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we got a little bit more than we've got the past two weeks. Um, when I first was like, oh, a 90 minute episode after an hour last week, I was like, this is going to drag on. But it was pretty good. Yeah, I feel like the the content that was provided in that time frame was was content that I enjoy. Lots of camroy. Definitely into that. I want cam all over my screens all the time. With the challenge, it often feels like, you know, they're three to four days being experienced, like a 72-hour thing, and often so much is edited out that we don't see. This episode felt like the opposite. I felt like I was there with them every step of the moment, from, like, the way the daily challenge played out to how people reacted. Like, oh, could we do this for the vote? Could we do that for the vote? And it was a, like... It was the closest to a 24-7 episode of the challenge that I've ever felt like we've gotten. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like if we might have had different players at this stage in the game that brought maybe more drama, there were some maybe enemies mixed in there, we might have had some different plot points, but this is probably all they could give us. We we still ate pretty good, I'd like yeah. to say. There, it's, you know, it's the best possible thing they could have gave us was a C plus, and after the F that we got last week, I'll take that C plus any day of the week. Give me that mediocre content. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they I mean, say C's they yeah. say C's get degrees and for the sake <laughs> of the challenge, they'll probably break a million viewers this time or whatever the number is. Yeah. C's you know, got me two degrees. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The viewership of this season still remains pretty damn high. It is the most ridiculous thing ever. They're killing two billion-dollar, million-dollar wrestling shows in the key demographics. It's it's bewildering. The challenge is killing it more than ever with a boring season. And it, it's great to see if you're a challenge fan because that means the show's going to be going on for a long time. The only question is, why aren't we getting more? Yeah, and I'll be honest. You know, I remember when um, the last season came out, people were like, oh, it's just a fluke because of the pandemic. In a lot of places, not that the pandemic's over, it's still very much alive and real, but people are breaking out of their cells a little bit, getting vaccinated, uh, but yeah, the numbers keep going up. And, but I think they can attribute to all the like advertisements they do. I have so many friends that are casual watchers that never had even heard of it last season. So the challenge is doing something right. Yeah, what? and I think that because they're putting a lot of like older seasons on like other networks, so on like Paramount Plus, and like if you're Canadian, you can watch it on like Global's website or CTV's website. Um, and I know that because uh, CTV and Global seem to have an affiliation. With the challenge, they Big Brother Canada on Wednesday nights is on at 7 p.m., followed by the challenge at 8 on like a different channel. So I think that they're they're doing that really well. Yeah, that's that's very smart. And they even put like two seasons on Netflix, which I saw some of my friends post them on their Snapchat stories like, what is this? But them (laughs) even saying that, I'm like, the exposure is crazy. There's also this element to the show as well where. I think we understate the idea of, like, because we've seen almost every challenge season that we see this season, like, this is bad. 
if Double Agents is like your first season, because the challenge as a whole is such a good reality television show where like the worst challenge season is better than the worst Survivor or Big Brother season, in my opinion. And if they're watching it for the first time, like, oh, this is, I like this. And then if they go back and watch old seasons, like, man, I really like the challenge now. Like, I know one of my friends, my best friend's sister is a big challenge fan now. And like, I had been blogging about it for years, but now she's into the challenge. Yeah, my yeah. brother is like super into it now. <laughs> he's like watching Final Reckoning. And he's like, "Oh my god, this is so messy. It's so good." I'm like, "Yeah, I've been telling you. <laughs> like, I've been your sister my whole life." <laughs> so it's like all that I've talked about since like I don't know 2010. It's really it's, smart. Welcome to the fandom, everyone. Yes, I mean she's really getting into it because she even uh, <laughs> she even threw hate tweets at Lolo Jones this week. So. She's yeah, she's into it. That she's a real fan now. That's that's when you know you're a fan. Would you hate Lolo Jones? Lolo was talking just a lot of trash. And and to add to what Alan said about, because I'm going to add to what both you guys just said. Lolo's tweet, if you didn't see it, um, Ashley Mitchell had tweeted that you know, hey, after All Stars, it's pretty apparent that we need entertainers more than professional athletes. Didn't that Lolo was just making a statement to be like, hey, quit bringing in all these brolic people, like. We can bring the entertainment. Lolo got butt hurt. Um, but yeah, if you, I guess if this were your first season watching, as far as the characters go, they would seem dynamic. But if you go back and watch Final Reckoning, like Nikki's brother is, you'd be like, wait a second, we can have a much better cast than this. <laughs> oh, it's so messy. My thing with Lolo is that the point that she tried to make was she's like, oh, like the entertainers, they, they, you don't really like amount to anything from the challenge, but it's like, isn't Polly an Olympic athlete now? Is he not on the American, <laughs> American bobsled team? He's on the American bobsled team, confirmed. But yeah, Lolo, what did, what do you do? She's on the female American bobsled team. It's like okay, Lolo. So where's your correlation here? Yeah, it, it, to me, it's one of those things where it's like obviously people have used a challenge into stepping stones for so many different things, and it's a great you know starting point, especially because you get a following, you get a good appearance check. And there's so many talented people who've just used it as a springboard, uh, whether they were on it for one season or many seasons. Uh, it's, it's weird for her to say that. And it's like, oh, after the challenge, you're done. It's like, Lolo, does that mean you're done now? Does that mean because you've been on the challenge now that you've hit that point in your career that you're really done? <laughs> that, that's what I mean. It's like, I, like, please, you promise? <laughs> right. <laughs> she was just getting ended left and right by people. Kendall just said no words and just kept showing images of, of different past challengers that have like you know yeah, made a career out of it. Yeah mainstream actress Jamie Chung, Senator, some Sean Duffy, uh mm -hmm. WWE champion Mike the Miz Mizanin, Beta Blocks owner and dog owner of Westberg. It's just all these people who've gone on to do things. Dario. Dario has his own <laughs> mortgage leasing company now. Hey it's true, it's true. Yeah, I think it's good networking, you know? You go in for a job interview, hey, I was on the challenge, or, yeah, stepping stone. So, yeah, screw you, Lolo. Yeah. Now let's get all the way up. Let's get back into the episode. Let's jump into the daily challenge portion. Moving into the daily challenge, we open with TJ waking up all the players in the house at 5 a.m. Uh, he brings them to a discreet location. It's people's partners, so Kyle, Fessy, Corey, and Leroy all get taken in the middle of the night. And they are chained up. It is very unnecessary because you could have, you could have done this anyway without waking them up at 5 a.m. and just, just taking them with everyone else. But 
dramatic, just for the dramatics of it, they hide them underneath the cave. Uh, when the women and CT get to the challenge, they find out that they will be running five miles, uh, solving some math problems, and freeing their partner. Uh, once their partner's freed, them and their partner will then run to a final location where they will solve uh, a puzzle. Um, and yeah, that was that was a challenge. It's it was another mini final, uh, and I'm glad that all the males and all the females separated, so that way it felt like it was even competition. I agree. If we would have had maybe Leroy running against Amber B, who, as we know, didn't even make it past the first checkpoint, I mean, he would have had a huge advantage. I did find it interesting that it was all the females, especially considering the guys were like having heavy discussions about who to run the final with, because um, it didn't look so good for some of them, or one of them. I thought it was like a, a weird choice because normally with these sorts of um, like challenges that they do, they're somebody's like buried or like locked up in something. And if Fessy is such like a good, great competitor and like great athlete, I don't understand why he wouldn't be like, Hey, Amber B, you go in there. He seemed to make the decision without any input from her. I forgot she was on their team. He's and an introvert. He is an introvert. <laughs> I think that's going to be my excuse for everything he does. But I agree. Like, I think there was maybe some, like, scheming going on when, like, maybe two girls were like, okay, we're going to stay. But the other girl was like, okay, we will too. But you're right. They've seen these types of challenges where TJ takes people, or at least I hope they have. Um, you know, go do something. Do something with your time, Fessy. I just think when you see the other three men also being taken, you're like, well, I guess, I'll, I'll, I guess I'm also being taken. I think, you know. Because yeah. if I have to go, I don't want my girl to have to go against three guys, potentially. Um, and that's fair. That's fair. Cam kills this just the whole way through. Yep. She gets the math done. She gets the running done. There's no there's no problem for Cam. She kills it. And then it, there's just a big gap. Because Cam is good with numbers. She's good with math. Uh, she's got her business degree. She's got her master's. She, she's got that down. Uh, and so it came down to Nani and Casey of, who's the second best math person? And Nani's like, hey, I'm not that bad at math. And, like, I, I love Nani. I was like, are you, though? Are you Are you just better than Casey? And I feel like that was, like, the bar. It was, like, it's, like, this week's episode. Like, are you better than last week's episode? Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I do love Nani as well, as I know both <laughs> you guys do. I was happy, though, that she made it to the ice volcano before Casey. Because I feel like she is often, you know, underappreciated, undervalued. And she's she's a good player. She is, and that was, like, a, a long run. I also just would like to throw in, I thought there was, like, more than one checkpoint. So when TJ was explaining, he's like, oh, with, like, you know, various checkpoints, I was like, okay, so it's probably going to be, like, math, and then, like, a puzzle, and then and then they'll get to, like, the volcano, and then they'll have another checkpoint, and then the puzzle. But it was just sort of that, that one math problem that Amber just... There, there were two was, math problems. There were two. Amber didn't two? get past the first... Yeah, Amber didn't get past the first one. It probably felt like one just because we kept panning back to Amber sitting there like, hmm, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Can I do nine times seven? That's 56. Carry the three. Okay. Yeah. Because it felt like they edited it back and forth so much that it was just Amber sitting there clueless. Plus, Cam got done with the second one so fast that like he didn't even like think that there was like a second checkpoint because no one was with her at the second checkpoint. And then Casey, Nani and Casey were somewhere. Uh, I mean, it was clear that Casey was outrunning Nani by a pretty significant pace and that Nani was beating her on the math by a decent portion. Uh, Casey actually passes her up after they secure their partners with Leroy. 
and Kyle. And I mean, I mean, Kyle was just over the moon that Nani was in second because like his life was on the line in this challenge. He's like, yeah, go Nani. Like you're, like you're giving it your all when my life is on the line. Like you are a great partner. Uh, Corey is just like, I got a golden ticket because Cam is killing it. And Leroy is like, what's going on? <laughs> like you like, yeah. like Leroy, who is like best friends with Nani was like, Casey, you losing to Nani? What's going on? Which, yeah. you know, a bit mean. Bit rude, that one. Right. I, I did think it was cool, though, because those little pit stops, and there might have been more that we just didn't see, but they totally act as equalizers. And it just goes to show that in the final, you might have somebody that's totally domineering, but if they get stuck on a puzzle, they're done for. Because arguably, I feel like Amber B probably has great cardio. There's one Amber B compliment. Uh, but if you can't get the math problem correct, you can't get to the ice volcano first. So I was like she surprised there was math. I feel like people get on there and they're like, we have to do math. Oh my God. There's right. a puzzle here. Like, did you think it was just, you know, an 18 episode push up contest? Right. Like prepare to eat in the final. Like, yeah, like, you know, they're some like, of these things are happening. They're like hall brawl. What? <laughs> I thought it was just 18 hall brawls. Right. I'm just so frustrated by Amber's existence on this show. I really am because she doesn't, she doesn't bring any charisma, any, you know, any drive. It just, she's, she's been spoon fed this game and I, I think other more deserving people, you know, maybe should be here. Uh, I was talking about it with a friend right now and like Annalise Talavera, who was an alternate for the season, was almost on the season that got dropped last minute. Are, are, do we believe that she would be in Amber's spot right now? Because she was a D1 college athlete and would have had this big brother alliance. Like, would she be in the spot to make the final instead? Like, I would say yes. And I would argue that Annalise probably got dropped for Amber. Like, they feel like they fit the same type of, like, girl. Like, yeah, you know, like slender, athletic. Like, I feel like Annalise could have. Annalise, whatever her name is. And she probably would have been more successful. Maybe not at this challenge because, like, the girl's kind of dumb. But she probably would have been able to, like, work better friendships in the house, too. Like, I would have rather seen her as opposed to Amber B. I'm just happy that Amber B got a chance on the challenge because I think she was just, like, she had such a, such a bad Big Brother experience. Like, with Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> Kayla was just like, I, I, oh, well, she doesn't want to bang me, so... I agree with Let's you go. before this season happened and then this season happened and she's yeah. shown me no reason to be like, to, I mean, I feel remorse for Big Brother experience and I think she would be better at Big Brother, the game itself, but she's just not meant for the challenge. I don't care if she's going to the final. I, I, I don't think she's meant for it. Uh, Annalise is 10 years younger or nine years younger and like, I'm saying D1 scholarship athlete. That's, that, that's a, that would be a menace in the challenge and, and soccer and cardio for a final. She'd be good. She would be good. She could Casey run for her money, maybe. It I depends on the final, I think, but I so agree. Yeah. Uh, Casey's definitely beatable, and that's why I kind of don't hate Casey. Like, she's a strong girl, but she's beatable. Yeah. Though I will say, like, she did make up for it in the run. Like, she was catching Nani, and so she's still agree. I think when it comes to, like, pace, if if Casey gets the right partner and, you know, can just outpace people, then... Maybe her puzzle depth, because she's not like a, a zero in puzzles. She's just not strong in them. Well, you just think about it. If Casey ended up with CT in a final, it'd be like, okay, no brainer. Like CT's got this skill. She's got these skills, this skill set. 
yeah, it, partner seasons, it's pretty much the luck of the draw of who you get or who you end up with. I, I sort of wasn't anticipating that Casey was going to do very well in this challenge as soon as I heard that there was a math problem. Not that I think that she's not good at math, but I remembered specifically back to the overnight challenge they did when they had that one math problem and Leroy is talking to Cam and Cam solving the math problem for them. Yeah, and even last season in the final when it was literally just her and Jenny West left and like the math problem just killed her. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like the pressure, you know, like maybe Amber's not that terrible at math. Maybe Casey's not that terrible at math. But the pressure of like, you know, having. It's to- intense. It's very intense. Not that I can, I can tell- solve these. <laughs> I can tell you, Cam is good at math. Not a lot of people on these shows are good at math. It's pretty clear when someone is. It's like you either have it or you don't. There's two types of people. Like, you either stopped math when you got to, like, the lowest level to graduate, or you took calculus. It's just like there's – we, we diverge into two, like, fields, and you're either one or the other. And I got and a math Cam, tattoo for the credit, so. <laughs> I wrote a 12-page paper on, like, some statistic theory to get an A in my statistics <laughs> class in college. I'm an English major, um, so I was like, hell, I can do that. <laughs> As we mentioned, Cam kills it. I mean, like, no team even gets to the final puzzle portion by the time they feel like Kyle and Nani get there, and and then they're done. And so they win. Corey's like, this is my first win of the season. He did nothing except follow Cam, which is, like, all you need to do. And he's cheesing. He's happy. He's going to the final with a golden ticket, and they're a great team together. Yeah, and I think what what shows how good of a partnership they are, if you remember back when Cam and CT were partners, they both wanted to get in on that puzzle. Cam says to Corey, thanks for your idea, but let me do my thing. And as soon as he steps back, she totally kills it. He was like, hey, if that's how we're going to do this, that's how we're going to do it. He respected that she took the initiative to be like, listen, I'm not like, she obviously wasn't like downplaying Corey's skills with puzzles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he does it a little bit himself anyway, so it's okay. Or his photographic memory. Right. However, Cam was just kind of like, let me just like, can you just lay the pieces out for me? And I'll, yeah. like, I'll just do it. It's kind of like me cooking dinner. I'm like, can you just let me? Yeah. I thought it was great. I, I'm really excited for them as a pair. Yeah. I really think that given Killa Cam's like entire resume throughout the challenge, that she needs to be the face of the show. For me, she is the face of the show. Hey, I agree. I some I think going forward, I kind of disagree a little bit. I mean, I th- I I am cheering for Leroy and Cam wholeheartedly, hundred and ten percent. I want to see them win because they deserve it. They're playing great games, but they attack conflict in such a mature way that is not conducive to messy reality television. And because of that, like I I want someone who will stir the pot. You know, I want you know Ashley Mitchell. She she does that type of stuff, you know. It's like does, she doesn't she doesn't stay long enough for seasons like that, like Cam and Leroy do. But they they kind of have a boring dominance to them. I actually saw something about that the other day, and I now I'm not, I'm going to disagree with Nikki, and now agree with uh, Alan. Sorry, I'm back and forth. But you're right. I mean, Cam's last two showings, she made the final. Or we know she makes the final in this episode. She makes the final, like. And she had a pretty easy ride doing it because she knows how to dominate a game and she knows how to work those connections. The reason that the show is kind of boring right now is because Cam and Leroy kept their alliances and their friends. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing that they've done. Like, that's what people envy. But we're the ones that suffer as viewers. And while I'm like both y'all, I'm rooting for 
Cam and Leroy, like one of them, please win. I might need to see more of a season like Vendetta's or Final Reckoning that Cam was on where she was kind of had her back up against the wall, thrown into many eliminations, and she persevered. Because no matter if she's dominating the season strategically, socially, politically, or if she's having to dominate those eliminations, she does it. Uh, but yeah, she's kind of being, and she's not being boring. She's making the show boring by having a really good game. It's like a double-edged sword. Maybe it's a case where like, I don't know how much hate or love I'm going to get for this one, but I think that seasons that Jenna is on are more entertaining when Zach isn't there. Do you think that maybe if it was just Cam and not Leroy on there? No hate towards Leroy. This is definitely hate towards Zach, though. <laughs> no, I agree, because I, I think, too, that whenever your significant other's on there, it's a built-in number already, and it's different than having a best friend or someone from your season of your show, because they can flip on you. A significant other's not going to flip on you. It'd be great TV, but Leroy's not going to flip on Cam. She's not going to flip on him. And not that she would be crazy and promiscuous if he weren't there, but, you know, she might have to, like, make more friendships or new friendships and have to politic in different ways. A friend uh, asked me, it's like, well, why don't Cam and Leroy try to run the final together? And I'm like, well, they live together. So why would you not have two shots at $500,000? I'm yeah. like, it just, but like, that kind of ruins the game in a certain way because they're not, again, they're not going to turn against each other. They're going to set up themselves to, you know, try to win rather than a cutthroat type game. And it's, it's frustrating a little bit, but also like, I love them and I'll, I'll give them a pass because they are amazing human beings, but, I, I just want all the mess possible. Right. And I think that Cam, to be the face of the show, would have to be more of a consistent player. And hear me out in the fact that she'd have to do many back-to-back seasons. And I just feel like she has lots of different business ventures and she's moved to Texas with Leroy. I just can't see her doing like a span of five seasons in a row. But she did She did do five of six in a row. That's <laughs> fair, but she I guess she took one off. Last season. Yeah, that's true. I guess I need to see her on the next, like, two seasons. Um, but then again, she was a face this season. They used her for promo. As yeah, they she, should. I agree with that. She also had a very good line in this episode when TJ was, like, taking them away. She's like, Corey's going to have to go. I don't have my wig on yet. Um, <laughs> She's so it must, funny. must be hung up with CTs. <laughs> right. So what do you guys grade the Daily Challenge portion? I'm going to give it a nine because I genuinely liked it, and I I like seeing obstacles that maybe help or hinder someone. I love seeing Amber B do poorly, and I love when Cam comes out on top and Corey because I I used to be a closeted Corey stan, but I'm a Corey stan. Ryder's dad. Ryder's dad. Yeah. He's Corey now. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it an eight, but um, the only reason it's losing that nine. That nine grade from me is because I didn't realize they were doing other checkpoints because I was more interested in my Chipotle. So just the guac. Fair. I'm going to give it a nine as well. Uh, I think it was a mini final for the women and just getting to watch all four of them compete against one another was cool because it is a glimpse of the what we're going to see in the future. Uh, good performance by Nani. Good performance by Cam. Disappointing performance by Casey and Amber P. Uh, she's still out there doing the math right now as we speak. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> she's the worst. She she performed at a level that I don't know if she could have got it done with the calculator. Right, right. <laughs> Imagine if TJ would have been like, you've got to finish the daily in order to move on. <laughs> the season would have never ended. <laughs> oh, yeah, legend has it she's still there now. Moving into the strategy portion and 
we saw a lot of strategy in this episode as Leroy, Kyle, and Fessy were kind of scrambling to figure out what should happen for the elimination. Uh, Fessy was like, hey, I haven't worked with Kyle all game. He hates me. But let's get Leroy thrown into elimination so that way it maybe saves one of us. Uh, Leroy just does not want to go into elimination at all. He is terrified of losing his shot at the final with a red around the corner. But there is also the subplot of if Leroy does not go into elimination, then Casey is eligible to be stolen, and him and Casey have been on a roll the whole game. So there's all these different game plans going on. Uh, what did you guys think? Nikki, you can go first. Oh, boy. I Here's my thing. We know I'm going to, like, crap on Fessy because I'm here for it. It's my my main hobby, my my job. He he talks so much crap about how he's like, oh, I can take anyone in elimination. So take anyone. So go in there. Why don't you Why don't you show us? You're like, oh, Amber B has to earn her stripe. Okay, so so let's see you do it. You've only done one one season other than this. One other season. You're so confident you could take Kyle out in anything. You're so confident that you're like better than CT. Go in there. And also, I think it's real shady of Casey to just be like. Yeah, like, I, I would definitely like to get stolen. I want to run the final with Fessy. Have you not seen how he treats his other partners? If you can even call them that at this point? I agree. Big here, here was my takeaway, and it might be very unpopular, and I'm only going to reference Survivor at one time, so don't worry. But it's kind of like whenever you get down to the final tribal council and, like, you've not played that great of a game, you pretty much have to volunteer yourself to make fire to be, like, in the contention to win the season. As much as I understand Leroy's not wanting to go in, he knows that he's going to lose Casey and he'll end up with Nani or Amber B. I love Nani, but she's not as strong of a competitor in a final as I would assume that Casey's going to be. At what point do you say, okay, make me the house vote and ask Cam to put in Kyle? Like, as Leroy, I'd think I can probably beat Kyle in just about anything and production will probably cater to me. He can stay with Casey. It'll make Fessy either be with Amber B or Nani, and the other girl ends up with CT. It raises his odds exponentially, whereas if he gets rid of Casey, he's going to be with Amber B or Nani, who, again, I love Nani. I'm not hating on her, but she's not the strongest girl there. She's not the second strongest girl there. I agree, and I wrote the article with, like, people should volunteer for the final elimination because – if you're trying to win the game and the goal is to win the game, you should try and get the partner that you can run the final with. And a lot of people commented, like, why would you do that? Why would you not immediately just take your shot at the final? It's not like the old days where you would get, like, half the money for coming in second or third place. Like, you get, like, nothing most of these days if you don't if you don't win. And Leroy, like, you've played your whole challenge career not winning because you made safe moves because you just tried to coast to the end. And you played this dominant game with Casey. You, I, I know it would suck to go out on your last season coming in fifth place and losing the final elimination. But if your goal is to win, you got to put everything out on the field. And I think there's like a like I was talking about with a friend. Wes and Jordan make moves that are crazy that no one else would do, but they dramatically increase their chances of winning. Because you think of Wes's elimination last season with Bananas on Total Madness. If he wins that, is anyone beating him in the final? Not Fessy, not Corey, not Kyle. 
They're not beating him. They're not beating him in the snow with that mass stuff. And it was a risk that he took and he lost, but it's a risk you have to take if you want to win. Jordan risked on himself in War of the Worlds 2 to switch teams with Tori, and he worked out big. He won, and that's you're right. That's the difference. Wes and Jordan are champions because they've made those big moves. And I just found it really disappointing considering that's been like Leroy's plot the entire season is that like it's my last season. I want to win. It's my last season. Then then make it more possible to win. It was really disheartening. I would have been like I I think if I were in Leroy's shoes, if I had chosen to like volunteer to go in, I would have been like, listen, here's why like here's why I'm volunteering. Here's my pitch. One of my main points would have, I would have been like, okay, so Casey, it's pretty obvious you don't want to be my partner anymore. You want to switch over to Fessy. Guess what you're not going to get from this? It's Fessy right. as your I'm going to make you win with me. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not going to want to throw the final, no matter how much you hate your partner that you're with. And that would have been an Fessy. easy swaying for Fessy and Kyle. They both would have been like, okay, that, that levels our chances. I think I, Kyle I say- would have been fine going up against Leroy. Yeah, I compared to Fessy because of the size difference. I mean, he's a little bit more comparable to Leroy. Uh, what I want to say though is that I, I, they did make a good last minute, uh, kind of deal with Kyle, uh, where Leroy realizes like, wait a minute, if Cam volunteers herself and throws Corey down there and we vote in Fessy, then even if Fessy steals Casey, Leroy would run the final with Cam in that scenario. And then Kyle would run the final with Nani, and then CT would run it with Amber B. And that would be a great scenario, because because if you can get Cam or Casey, you're you're winning, and you keep yourself safe. You don't have to go into that final elimination. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I thought it was a great idea, and like if they had maybe explained it better, because I wasn't even thinking of Leroy ending up with Cam, and I don't think he said that to her either. But he could have been like, listen, just as you said. But that also would have been absolutely heartbreaking for Corey to be standing up there feeling safe and then to be thrust into a moment of like, oh, my gosh, because he would lose to Fessy. I'm sorry. I just don't think he would beat Fessy. He would also lose given the fact that he would have been blindsided by it. So, like, yeah. he obviously didn't wasn't, like, prepared, didn't have his mustard prepared like Joseph. Like, he wouldn't <laughs> whatever, Josh or John or whatever his name was. Uh, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I think that he would have gone down there and just been like, oh, oh, no. It would have been very much like Ashley episode one, not expecting to go down there and just. You could, uh, you could tell with Cam, she as a human being could not put Corey down there once he was like, yeah, I'm so happy that we're going to run the file together. We're going to shut, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to play this together. We're going to win it together. We're, we're like, we're going to do this for our families. You and Leroy, me and Ryder, we're, we we got this five hundred thousand for each of us, and she's just like, I can't, I can't do this to this guy anymore, and she, she said, that's gonna kill her. I mean, that's a moment where if Cam had done that, that's a face of the challenge moment. I agree. I I think we should also recognize too that Cam is on the same season of the one as Taylor, Corey's baby mama, and they've maintained a friendship since the show ended. I know Taylor's had her like incidents we'll put it that way yeah but like cam is still friends with her that would be a huge slap in the face but you're right alan like if she was like you know what i want to run this with my future husband and i want to win this with him and that scenario went down where fessy took casey leroy's like i i'm automatically get to be with cam because of this huge monumental 
No, I, I absolutely agree. I was just sort of bewildered. Like in my head, I started thinking about how they could have orchestrated it. So Cam volunteered to go down, but the house vote ended up being Kyle. Cause Corey could have taken out Kyle. That's true. Even if, and if that scenario would have happened, Corey, he could have had a like built in rival for any type of season that even follows that type of theme. And that's a pretty good setup. Yeah. It would be, I mean, like, People would love Corey so much in that moment. He would be because like it would just be he would get blindsided in such a way that people would be like, Corey's a good guy. He's a father. He cares about his kids. And Cam would get a villain edit in that moment. But it would make so much waves. It would just it would be an all time challenge moment if it happened. It did not. And yeah, uh, Fessy volunteers for elimination. Um, <laughs> Kyle gets thrown in against him. Uh, Fessy reads a note to everyone, and everyone's just making fun of every, like, he, first off, it's hard to read the note for him because he cannot read his handwriting. Second, it reminded me of the movie, uh, Billy Madison, where they had the janitor giving the guy, the millionaire, the notes about, about Billy's like, he's like, Billy likes to drink soda. And that's like, what Fessy said, like, I am, I am an introvert. I am a competitor. <laughs> I haven't really been given a chance in this game. Um, I took phonics before I got here. Um, it, it was rough. We saw his handwriting weeks ago. The challenge tweeted like his note to Gabby. Uh, I guess we forgot about that because he's obsessatory, whatever. But he cannot speak. And Kyle was like, he sounds like a robot. He does because he was probably, like Alan said, having a difficult time reading his own handwriting. Exactly. I I was watching Phil of the Future the other day. Um, don't don't mock that show. That show slaps still. It still slaps. Anyways, so because Phil is from the future, he's from a, a time period, a century where they don't they don't use penmanship, and so Phil has to go back to the second grade, all embarrassingly, so he can like learn to have his penmanship be better. And I was like, oh, Fessy, you could have you know- done this. And you know how good it would be if in the final they were like, hey, you've got to write a one-page essay. Oh. I guarantee that Fessy doesn't win. <laughs> I, I, did, I did feel bad for Amber B. in that moment. Uh, and second Amber B. compliment, if you consider that a compliment. Oh. But the note very much was like, hey, I don't want to be stuck with her. She's dragging me down. I don't like Amber B. as a personality on the show. But she's performed well in dailies. I think back to when like she kind of sabotaged Teresa so that Teresa wouldn't win. And like she had some impress. She won with Darrell when they think free whoppers. What the heck? That's a huge prize. And she's won two eliminations, albeit they're against two small girls, but she's got an impressive little track record. It's not like she would have been the worst partner. Well, yes, she would have been, but (laughs) I I felt bad for her. Not the absolute worst. He was kind of just like crapping on all his partners. He, all he does, I, all he does for me is like make excuses He's like, oh, he's like, I've never really like had a chance to compete this season. So why do you keep saying you're such a good competitor? Oh, I always get stuck with these like bad partners. You had Casey for like a hot minute and then you lost her. I... He did have a point though. Anissa, Anissa was DQing in some of these challenges real bad. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to throw an Anissa compliment in here. I know we're getting. She, she, yeah. Like Anissa, Anissa was at one point. A, a pretty good competitor, but the way that Fessy acts as a partner, he's not encouraging at all. He's not willing to work with another person. 
No. You know, he, like, he wasn't encouraging to Nani. He wasn't like, okay, like, I know that we're both, like, we're both physically very different in size. And, like, you know, we both have our different strengths. Like, how can we use that to our advantage? He could have done the same thing with any of his past partners. I agree. And I was glad that Cam called him out for that. Because it's like, dude, shut up. Like, quit yeah. saying one thing in front of the girls and then the other. Like, if you think that Nani and Amber B are layups, say that. Just yeah. say it right now. And I, and Nani understood the point that Cam was making. She was like, you're right. Amber did get upset and cry, but I can understand how that would feel humiliating. But, like, come on, dude. No one's going to put him in check this season except for Cam and CT. It's, I, I would have put him in check. It's bewildering. Uh, I want to say, has Amber B had the same confessional look for, like, four weeks now? Yes, and what was so funny is at the end of the episode, I saw a different one, and it like caught yeah. my eye, and I'm like, she finally got another confessional. They brought her <laughs> back into the booth. What, they like lock her in there? <laughs> She's probably just so boring, they're like, ah, you can stay out there. <laughs> you can stay. Yeah, we're okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw another compliment just Amber B's way, in the sense that Fessy could have had a sit down with her and been like, listen, you know, we both come from the same show. We both come from Big Brother. How can we use our strengths from being on Big Brother. And, like, this is Amber B's first season. So I'm sure she feels like she doesn't really have any, like, like, her and Nani seem pretty, seem pretty close, but she doesn't have any, like, outside friends in this game. So of yeah. course she's going to cry. I would have cried, too. I would have been like, okay, like, it, you're getting picked last, like, at a new school. I agree. And because you're right, on Fessy's last season, or his first season, which was last season, he came in with built-in numbers. He had friends. He'd been training with Nelson and Corey, even like he came in. Josh. Right. He came in knowing people. Amber B, not from the same season as the Big Brother people, pretty far removed in terms of like how long ago her season was. I can I can relate to her, not relate, but I can understand why she'd feel that way. It was just Fessy. I don't think Fessy has respect for women on the show. I'm not going to say he doesn't have any respect for women. Just it seems like on this show, particularly, he doesn't seem to have any respect for them. Unless I think. Right. But I even think because of this, like, I know that him and Casey are friends. They're together now. But, like, Bessie cannot probably win a season. I mean, it's got good chances right now. But I just can't see him winning a season unless it's individual even. And the the final's really tailored to him because he can't work well with people. And the snow apparently is such a big problem for introverts. (laughs) He's just constantly like, I would have won, but it was the snow. But uh, I guess I guess my Canadian today, card here. Um, right. It's not that hard to run in snow. But what really, to get back to, I guess, what we were supposed to be talking about, oops. The one thing that got Fessy to be like, yeah, let me be the house vote, was Corey, like, challenging him and, like, hey, man, if you want to be viewed as this legend on your second season, if you want to be this big, strong guy – Go in, make this big move, which is basically what Cam said before. But of course, Fessy won't listen to a woman. Uh, it's true. He's like, okay, I'll be house vote. And all those plans that have been going around just kind of dissipated quickly. And Leroy was like, well, wait, I didn't have to make that really messed up deal with Kyle because we're just going to vote in Fessy anyways. I also think a little bit, uh, Corey, he's seen how Fessy works with people. He saw how Casey performed in the mini final today, and he probably thought to himself, like, Leroy and Casey, they've been on a roll. I'm a little bit less afraid of Fessy and Casey as a pair. If they're a pair, me and Cam are easily the favorites. And I think that was part of the dynamic to it, because 
you kind of lower the threat level of two different players at once. It's really smart. And he played on his ego. That's all it took. Like, anybody that's going on future seasons with Fessy should be like, oh, we'll play into his ego. That's the one way to knock him at his knees. Yeah, I would just be on there and be like, okay, so make sure I keep blonde hair and uh, just disassociate while I'm talking to him. So what do you guys grade the strategy portion? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 because it really went in so many different places. And eventually, as, as I said before, we did get Fessy versus Kyle. But, man, it was it really was going in so many different places. We only had two potential outcomes. Or three, yeah. I guess. I'm going to give it a 9 as well because if I were a viewer who knew nothing about, like, what was going to happen – I would ha- I'd be clueless. There'd be so many scenarios. It would have made me really excited. I was excited today, and I was pretty sure I knew it was going to happen, but 9 out of 10 for sure. Oh, 9's across the board. I I feel like this week strategically involved everyone, except for CT, who was just sitting there getting a fade done and like laughing about all of it. But I feel like everybody's finally at their like wit's end, where they're like, okay, like Cam and Nani are like, hey, we, we got to we gotta tell Fessy off, finally. Like Amber, Amber B spoke up for herself which we haven't really seen too much of unless it was against, like, Amber M. You know? I, I feel strategically great. 9 out of 10. Nine's across the board. Moving into the elimination portion, production got lazy. They're like, we don't want to build another elimination. Like, just keep overall up there. And it's ridiculous. Like, come on. You know Fessy's going into elimination. Why would you give him the same eliminations already played? Like, we already did with Amber once this season. Like, well, like twice. And now Fessy gets to do it twice. It's it's ridiculous. Again. <laughs> and it's the best Again. of five. So, like, when it's the best of five, you know that the bigger opponent is just going to wear the smaller person down regardless. It was clearly tailored to Fessy. And I don't know what the justification would be to be like, let's make sure that Fessy wins this. Are we trying to force him as a face? He can't I, even write his own first name. I I hope we're not. I would have liked to have seen them play, like, I forget what they called it. I don't know, but, like, where they hang and have to, like, kick their legs and their arms. like, uh, like Operation Fire Escape. I've been calling it Hogtie all season, but then they played it three times, so I had to learn the name. <laughs> I feel like that would have been more equal, I guess, because Fessy's a strong dude, but Kyle's a smaller dude. Like, those are two strengths that may be, like, Hall Brawl seriously against Kyle, who's the smallest guy left in the house. Yeah, Kyle is also smaller now than he was on World of the Worlds 1. He's like, like on World of the Worlds 1, he was probably like 205. Now he's probably down like 180. His legs looking real tiny. His legs were looking real tiny before they started. Uh, yeah, it was not not good. I would have liked to have seen, um, of course, I can't remember the name of it, um, where they have those that wall and they have to like break their way through it to climb to the top. Because I think that would have been an evenly matched thing because Cassie's like stronger like physically, but like Kyle's got the length, and he's nimble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, he pu- he's he's punched up because he's from he's from the UK, and they fight there. Yeah. Where instead of Fessy, sure. who like they do. you know they don't. Fessy uh, will be in a boxing match this summer. That's true. Big Brother US, oh, versus yeah. Big Brother Canada. That's a real oh, thing. Wow. I forgot about that. I didn't. I thought that was fake when it came out. And I yeah okay. Moving on though, back to the elimination, the hall brawl itself. Uh, First round gets going, and Kyle's been a hall, in a hall brawl before. Uh, what he underrated was Fessy's speed. And I think Corey even said it perfectly because uh, 
Kyle was getting was like getting low, but Fessy was already past the halfway point when he made contact with Kyle, and Kyle was not anticipating to get hit in that moment. He just gets toppled over like nothing. Fessy walks over him and then literally walks to the buzzer in the most cocky way possible. Uh, he thought he looked really cool. He did a little bit, honestly. No, he did not. He was wrong. Somebody lied to him. He is nothing of the sort. I I will say to to have such an impact, quite literally, that you, like, he knocked Kyle all the way back to the entrance. He could have let Kyle stand up and run, and Fessy still could have walked. Yeah, it was cocky, but it was also like, hey, you can't beat me in a physical elimination, which sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's also, it speaks volumes of, like, about Nelson, because Nelson was in there fighting, and Nelson is smaller than Cor- than Kyle, and <laughs> it's just crazy to think about, because Kyle's been in, he's been in a good haul role for him, and Theo was a great haul role two scenes ago, and he just got demolished here. Uh, I like that, that TJ even remembered how dirty Fessy played last time. Because he mm-hmm. made a made note to be like, let's, let's let's have some some clean play this time, and I don't I don't know if Fessy heard him. <laughs> yeah, he I, he really was really dirty against Nelson, which was sad. But yeah. I don't know. After the first round, though, it was pretty clear. And then when Kyle pops up with the bent finger, oh. <laughs> boy, yeah, it, and that wasn't Fessy's fault. I mean, that was just. When you're, that's usually when your hand hits like the knee pad or something, or someone's like bone. That's what ha- That's that's how you break a finger. It's never, you know, if you want to like stomp on someone's finger, like karate style or something like that, then then that's another way. But that was just accidental impact. Right. Uh, and, and and the reason I brought it up though is because when he came out and his finger was like that, I was like, Kyle, use this. Just stop. Because Fessy would have killed him if given the opportunity. Yeah, now I get a tweet like, oh, we all know Kyle would have won if he didn't break his finger. I get, I get <laughs> No. I would, I do admire Kyle for being like, I can still play, I can still play, I can still play. But it's like, dude, you're sitting there wailing over your finger, which I'm sure is painful. We talked before this, like how painful it is to break your finger versus your hand. Just just take a bow. You're not going to beat Fessy in three rounds of yeah. ball. He's already got Sean one. Just bow out like that. I would like to also note, this is not the first break in an elimination that Fessy has been a part of. Oh, yeah. Jordan's. I don't know if I'd want to see him at elimination at this point. Be like, I I mean, not that I would and like in the first place, but I'd be like, I, you know, I don't want my bones to get broken. He broke it's Jordan's bro- healthier arm. Or dislocated. Yeah. Fessy has that really big advantage. We were talking a little bit earlier about Annalise Talavera, about how she's, you know, D1 soccer player could probably dominate the show in certain ways. Fessy, as a successful football player who had to end that career because of an injury, what a skill set you have for a hall brawl. You know exactly how to attack people. You've got the strength. You've got the size. You've got the past experience. Kyle's probably – that's true. He does have the speed. It's it's one thing when you're not only the biggest guy in the house, but you're also the fastest guy in the house, and that's you know it's it's that's scary because <laughs> you think like oh well this guy's bigger this guy's smaller he could he could he could run around him it's like no he's gonna chase you down and eat you and yep. as much as we hate on Fessy 
uh, it just this type of stuff he's good at. It's just he's it's, impre- it's impressive. If I was in the stands, I would not have gotten comfortable. I would have walked in, seen a hall brawl, been like, okay, so it's Fessy versus somebody. I'm not even going to unzip my coat a little bit. We're not going to be here for long. Give me my flights <laughs> back home. Yeah, I just, I mean, I think there are rules to the, you know, hall roll, like, you know, don't play dirty. But if I was Kyle, I would just baseball slide into Fessy's shin and just try and, like, literally shatter his shin. Because, like, that's the only way you're going to win. Because yeah, it, I, I don't see any other way around it. Like, I sometimes I'm like, maybe jump over. Fessy's such a huge dude, there'd be no way to do that, like... Like, maybe, like, dive and leap over? I don't know. Is but it illegal to try and kick someone in the face? Is it? Fessy did it against Nelson, so. Yeah, he did. You're right. Uh, I would, I'm not talking, like, you jump and kick him in the face as you're oh. running at him. I don't know, but Kyle should have tried and found out. <laughs> that, that's we were, you got to get experimental. Yeah. I also think that if Nani had just chosen CT as a partner, now we already agree, but a CT... And Fessy Hall Brawl would have been a nice bookend to their, like, rivalry this season. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy on the quotation mark rivalry. Yeah. Based you can't preview, hear my air quotations, but they're there. Based on the preview for next week, it looks like we might be getting a little bit of that. Um, elimination portion, though, uh, I'm going to give it gonna give it a 0 out of 10 because we didn't really. We just saw one man hurt the other man. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 2 only because we did get that little moment of Kyle feeling betrayed, which, honestly, he, he has every right to feel betrayed. They did make a promise to him. I love Cam Leroy Smart on their part, but they didn't have to do it, and they didn't know it in the moment, but I did feel bad for Kyle, and I admired him wanting to go back in, and I was glad that TJ didn't call him a quitter. He was like, Kyle, you've been really dominant in this game before. Today just clearly was not going to be your day, regardless what happened. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one. <laughs> just right in the middle there. Uh, I think that although it was definitely wasn't set up for Kyle to win, I'm sorry. I obviously am not a Fessy fan, but this this particular elimination with the matchup that was set up with, was like made for him. Like there, I don't see a, a simulation where he doesn't win in this in this particular one. Um, and, but only a one because I'm I never thought I'd say it. I'm sick of seeing Hall brawls. <laughs> Well, yeah, we really, like the only the only way Kyle wins this is if Fessy tears something on his initial like run and like it just goes down like he like like he ruptures his ACL as he takes off and then just crumbles to the ground. That that would be the that would be the win scenario for Kyle, which is not saying much. Uh, yeah, and let's talk about you know let's move into the final itself. Let's project going forward. As we have some new partnerships and we know who is going to the final now. Finally. And projecting towards the final, we know our pairs. Fessy has taken Casey and they will be running the final together. They were on the same Big Brother season and after all this time, you know, they are, they are aligned. They've been running this game together. They are going to run the final. I think Casey's had the best season out of anyone thus far. Uh, even better than Cam because I, cause she's been on the right side of every vote, one more daily challenges. It, but they're, they're, they're 1A and 1B. Right. I think too, there is, there's a good thing about familiarity. And like Alan said, they're on the same Big Brother season. They debuted on the challenge together. They, ha- they hang out in real life. 
I can't blame her for being happy about being with Fessy. I mean, I want her to, I wanted her to save Leroy, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. I think that at this point now, um, except for CT and Amber, everybody sort of has some sort of connection to their partner, like outside of this game. So like, like, you know, Luke had said earlier, uh, Corey is, is dating or, and, and has, the, has a child with, um, one of Cam's really good friends from her season of already the one Taylor. And then you look at like Donnie and Leroy, they started on MTV together 10 years ago. And then we got like Fessy and Casey who, you know, they, they did their big brother season together and then they did their first challenge season together and their second one. And then CC and Amber, then there's Road Rules. <laughs> they did Road Rules Campus Call together. Uh, <laughs> they were in that RV. Oh, uh, I missed that episode. <laughs> See, I thought they were in Are You the One together. <laughs> Weren't they Cut on uh, Battle of the Clones or Dating? So clones? they were both. So they were actually both on Road Rules Campus Crawl and Are You the One? Come one, come all. Oh, oh and right. And weren't they on Big Brother UK? No, no, no. no. That was Big Brother UK Canada edition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they've got some past together. Yeah, they're, they got, yeah, yeah, they yeah. go way back. Didn't they date for seven years? <laughs> yeah. No, that was Amber and Darrell. Oh, gotcha. She <laughs> thinks. She thinks. She even mentioned him. She was like, I really wanted to be writing this with Darrell. Ma'am. Yeah. He's at home already. <laughs> with, his, with his wife. He's been gone for a couple weeks now. It's not, it's like the, the band-aid's been ripped off, bro. He was probably already filming All-Stars by then. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. I get, but with familiarity though, I guess like, Casey and Fessy are strong even without that familiarity. So I do think they're somebody to look out for. They can win the final by like, even if they're not the best in the puzzles, because I think Fessy is, Good with puzzles. Casey's adequate. If they can just outpace everyone and just like outrun them to the point of like the puzzle difference is minimized, it's okay. Cause I mean, Jordan has shown people like if you just out sprint someone in a final to a point where they can't catch up, nothing else matters. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to touch on what I said earlier, if Fessy and Casey put their like giant heads together and they're like, listen, if we implement a big brother strategy into this final, we could do really well. So if you just imagine that every like checkpoint or anything to do with like a puzzle or a math thing, just pretend it's a HOH competition, pretend it's a veto competition, you know, kind of put your head in the, in the, in the mind space that like, that's what you're focusing on. That's like the one task you have to focus on then and then just out sprint everybody. Yep. For sure. Leroy and Nani, I feel not confident about. I, I think they're not going to come in last place, but I don't think they complement each other. I think they're. I think they'll have fun running the final together. I don't think they're going to put like, like they're not going to have a bad time running the final. It's just they both have this idea of like, hey, uh, slow and steady wins the race, and that's not that's not how finals work. You got to beat people in portions. You got to you got to dominate certain checkpoints to the point of like you have massive differences. Their best chance of winning a final is other people like quitting or DQing. That's like their best chance right now. And I, I've talked with friends before and we've always felt like Nani performs really well with a partner. And I feel the same way. However, because she has known Leroy for so long, because he's never going to hate her. He's never going to, you know, disown her. There might be that level of like, yeah, this is going to be fun. But like, if I screw this up, he's not going to hate me. He's not going to kill me. Plus like, you know, I know it's Leroy's last season. He wants to win. 
but these aren't going to be partners that challenge one another. He's also going to be like, oh, well, if Cam's doing well, that's a good thing for me, too. It might give him that mindset to have to slack off a little bit. So I I can't see them winning. I can see them running a great final, but not winning. I'm wondering if, because Leroy revealed in this episode when he had his little hashtag Canroy moment in the in the hot tub, I'm wondering if he's going to reveal the Nani. He's like, listen, I know we're running this final together, so I think it's important for me to tell you that I'm looking to retire. This is going to be my last season. Um, I think that that could possibly give Nani the drive that they, they need. Not that she doesn't have any drive. Right. But like the added foot on the gas pedal, you know? I will say, though, something that happened last Thursday really has minimized the year's retirement because I imagine him being like, all right, guys, I'm retired. And then season two, episode one of Challenge All-Stars, it's like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm Leroy. You might remember me from, you know. And from such things as retiring. And, you know, he's, like, older than Nehemiah right now, I think. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he could, he could easily jump onto that franchise. So it's not as bad of a goodbye as it was before. He's like, I can imagine Leroy just being a mainstay. On the all-star circuit now. <laughs> right, and win like two of them in a row and be like, huh, well, I couldn't have done this on the normal one. <laughs> but yeah. I would prefer Leroy on all-stars to like Johnny or Wes. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I think Wes would perform pretty well on on like an OG season like that. I, just, I think he'd I don't do better. more Johnny. I actually think Wes would do better on the main seasons because – he would try to make the all-star seasons into like a political game. And the people who are there just to drink are like, bro, we're here to drink. We're going to throw you into elimination because we're here to drink. Stop trying to For make sure. the game. Policy. Yeah. Uh, sidebar onto all-stars. I did find it funny that 32 year old Jemmy was finally like, yeah, I'm a good, I'm here to compete. It's like now that you're in the senior division as a 32 year old, you're like ready to dominate. <laughs> right. 32, the senior division. <laughs> Challenge All Stars is the 30. senior division. If there is a senior and a junior division, that is the senior division. <laughs> Nikki just had a birthday, in case you're curious, yeah. and she might be yeah. having a time coming to grips with her age. Not to throw on blast, you can guess her age in the comments if you're still with us at this point. I definitely feel 21. Like, like I feel like Steve Buscemi because I've got like a beanie on and like my skateboards in the background. Like, hey. <laughs> Hello, fellow young kids. Let's talk about this MTV show. (laughs) Moving back to the teams, uh, CT and Amber. I mean, if anyone can win with Amber, it's CT. Uh, He's run the he's won finals, and that's like a huge difference historically. When you run uh, an individual or paired final, if you've won a final before, statistically, you are more likely to win again. they and also might – sorry, go ahead, Luke. I was just going to say, and it scares me that, you know, she had such a bad performance with her puzzle today. CT dominates with puzzles. He could totally pick up that slack, and her cardio seems to be impressive. They worry me a little bit. I, I don't feel like they're going to win, but they worry me. I think that it might – like now that I think about it now – might be an advantage, the fact that it's Amber's rookie season. It's her very first final, and, you know, C, and she doesn't know CT that well. She worked pretty well with Darrell, who is, like, a seasoned vet, as CT is. So she might just work really well with CT. It might be a really good contrast of, like, like new kid, you know. And she might, kid. she might feel like she needs to be coached like Big T kind of was. Like, whereas that – Big T enjoyed that, but sometimes she felt like it was kind of undermining her. I think that Amber B will be like, oh, I love this. This is how Darrell spoke to me, and that might help her case. It is a bit underrated 
how fantastic CT is as a partner historically. Because you think of like him and like the rat Adam King on Rivals One, where they were one of the top teams, and Adam King is a below average player. DM, you know, DM was good, but like, do you think DM Brown was like that much better than someone like I don't know Amanda Garcia? Like, was she that much better? No, but whenever she was partnered with CT, they were elite. They were elite together. Uh, he got the best out of West. He got the best. I mean, let's not talk about Veronica, but no, you know. But that, you, other than that, like Big T, he's he's killed it with all these different partners, even ones that are below average. He elevates people. He's so good, and he's back in shape to the point where he can, you know, beast it. He he can take over. Like if there's an eating portion, CT's the type that like, hey, I'll eat more food for you. It's scary. Because, I, you know, it doesn't feel this way, but he won two seasons ago when he was a bigger dude. And it was a team season, but, like, he got past the purge. He had to do the running. He had to do the lifting. Like, big or small, he's so capable. He is, and he's aware, like, this is his job. You know what I mean? Like, Anissa is, seems to be unaware, like, this is her job. Yeah, it's you, you just have to have, like, that experience of, like, you know how to win a final. Once you know how to win a final, it becomes easier to win a second final. Uh, Corey and Cam, boy, God, I hope they win because they they deserve a win. They are just two of the most important figures of the challenge of the last six years or so, five, six years or so. Um, they should be the favorites, but they're not – I mean, they're beatable. They're definitely beatable because – they have weaknesses. What if what if Corey has to do a swimming portion? And we know Corey isn't a good swimmer. What if he has to do a puzzle? What if Cam has to eat? Because we know Cam isn't an eater. They're just little weaknesses in their, in their in their game. I'm with you. I need them to win. I love both of them. They have contributed, I think, enough of their lives, as you said, in the past four or five years to MTV and like helping develop a narrative on these shows. And they're good competitors. Like let alone how much Corey does with MTV through the Teen Mom franchise. But, like, they are about MTV. They're about the challenge. They are about actually competing and playing the game. Like, I need them to win. But as Alan said, they're beatable together. If if we made this a total solo, you know, final where guys win against guys, girls win against girls, like, Cam's a front runner. Corey's could be a front runner. But together with the other teams, it scares me. I don't want to be scared. I want to have faith, but I'm a little worried. I always have a good chance. Yeah, I remember on Final Reckoning there was that there was the duo of Shane and Nelson, and on paper, uh, Shane, all of his strengths were Nelson's weaknesses. He was good at puzzles. He was good at swimming. Uh, and Nelson, Shane's weaknesses. He's not good at headbangers. He's not good at eliminations. And that's what Nelson was great at. But the, the opposite of that is like, well, what if you just, what if your weaknesses just bring each other down instead of your strengths making up for one another? Yeah, I think this is going to be a really interesting final in terms of the the partnerships that we have for it, especially in comparison to like first episode. I agree. And I love that was one twist of the season that I did like that. I don't think we have any of the same pairings from episode one, and that, that's been cool to watch. So I guess if I had to rank the teams that we have now, as much as I hate to do this, I'm trying to be realistic and as unbiased as possible. I'm going to have to put first Casey and Fessy. I just feel like they're too strong and have that good of a bond. Second, 
Cam and Corey. I feel like they're all too strong, but maybe their bond's not as much and they have those weaknesses. I'm going to give third to Amber B and CT just because it's like, like you said, CT has that experience and he's a good partner to have. And then fourth place, Nani and Leroy, just because I feel like they have similar weaknesses that it's going to carry them down. But all those factors that I'm putting in my head right now are interchangeable. I truly don't know. And that's what I'm excited about this final. It could be anybody. Yeah, I, I in my head, I'm playing around with the idea that they like they could like switch partners throughout the final. And I know at one point TJ was like, some of you won't even make it past the first stage. And I'm like, what is that? Like, is that a threat? Is that a purge? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? And it, it'd be really interesting if they even had pair switches, like you said, in the final. And the winners were switched from the pairs they have now. We really don't know. So that's very true. I'm so glad we're finally at the finals. <laughs> If we I am too. To the next episode, and TJ's like, "Just kidding." <laughs> it's a two-episode final. No. Good night. I don't think it, I, is it? I don't think it is. By the way, I just said that as like that would be like prolonged suffering. It could be. It could very much be. I'm gonna end this episode with some facts and stats. Uh, CT. This is his ninth final. Uh, that ties him with Cara Maria and Johnny Bananas for the most finals ever. Cam, three finals in five seasons. Just impressive. Uh, Corey, fourth final of his challenge career. Only three players in challenge history have gone to four finals and not won by their fourth final. Leroy, Jen Grijalva, and CT before Rivals 2. Hmm. Leroy, this is his fifth final. No player in challenge history has ever gone to five finals and never won. So... One of those two guys is joining a group that you don't want to join or creating a list of their own. So, yeah, no one's ever gone to five finals and never won. Nani, second final. It's been a long time coming, finally. I mean, I love Nani, but, Jesus, you should, you should have more finals at this point. Uh, and Casey and Fessy, both their second final each. Good for them. Rookie season. Amber B, first final. Good for her. Uh, you work real hard for it, champ. <laughs> oh, I hope she's not. Don't have, put that juju out there. How's the weather and all that shade? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good <and> job, champ. <laughs> I just feel like with who we have, based on those stats and even just what we've seen this season, none of them are layups. I don't think they are. They each have their own strengths. Their weaknesses are maybe Amber B's a layup. I can't believe I'm giving her too much credit. I I don't know. I feel like her cardio is good. It just depends on what the final looks like. I think based on the season, the format, the structure of it, nobody that's in the final is a layup. Yeah, she just barely she like breaks the like layup boundary. Like, okay, you're not a layup because you, you hit the minimum qualification, so good for you. He's an alley oop. Definitely like a like a benched player. <laughs> All right, and that's our episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Caffeine Confessionals, CaffeineConfessionals.com. Follow Nikki on Twitter at the Nikki Sin. Me on Twitter at the Alan Geary. And just have an awesome day. Have a better day than this episode of the challenge. And stay tuned for challenge all-stars coverage as well. All right.